The Truth and Love Ministry is pleased to present Truth and Love Radio with former Muslim and now Christian pastor Sharam Hadian. Sharam is from Iran and is now a proud U.S. citizen living in Washington State. In addition to being a pastor and conference speaker, he is also the host of the weekly television program Till TV. And now, here is your host, Sharam Hadian. Well, thank you for joining us today on Truth and Love Radio. This is Pastor Sharam Hadian. I'm so glad you can join us for our program today. Uh, folks, this is actually part four uh, of a number of programs that I've done, bringing to your attention some very serious, troubling things that are going on right now around this country, uh, things that are putting true Bible-believing Christians in jeopardy, not just spiritually in the sense of um, deception, but legally, criminally. I've titled these programs, uh, Till Project is Being Accused of Hate Crimes, because as I've spelled out in Part 1, 2, and 3, and as I will spell out in this program, we are now being accused flat out of hate crimes. I shared with you what the SPLC has accused us of, and now I'm going to read to you what this Muslim man who this interfaith group, Unite Cloud, and Natalie Ringsmith in, in St. Cloud, Minnesota, uh, this Muslim man is the one that she brought to basically confront me after the event, and uh, that happened on, on Friday, November 30th, 2018, again in St. Cloud, Minnesota, at Granite City Baptist Church. This Muslim man, I'm going to read to you what he posted on Facebook, his allegations that are outrageous and are uh, flat-out defamation and libel. Uh, again, I went through the last program spelling out the legal uh, standard for defamation. I want to re- review that one more time, that in the state of Minnesota, there are three conditions that must be met for legal defamation, uh, and those conditions are very clear. Number one, the statements that are made must be communicated to someone other than the plaintiff. You'll see here that the accusations that Natalie Ringsmith, Unite Cloud, make on their Facebook page, which, by the way, again, the, the, the St. Cloud uh, media picked up, and the accusations that Mr. Hassan Youssef, this Muslim man that I had the confrontation with, that I explained to you last time, made, these statements were not made to me. They never came to me and said, we think you're inciting violence. It was made publicly on Facebook. Number two, the statements have to be false. I'll show you that very clearly. Number three, the statements must tend to harm the plaintiff's reputation and to lower him in the estimation of the community. Not only is that their immediate goal is to discredit us and to make us out to be haters, but I believe their long-term goal is to criminalize us. I've said that so many times, and I believe what happened to us is proof of that. So, folks... Let me get into specifically what was said. And as I'm getting ready, the statements that uh, this man made against me, I want to reiterate to you that the calling of this ministry is to speak the truth and love on all matters, all issues that the Bible addresses that our nation is facing, that the church is facing. When we do that, we're going to be persecuted. Blessed are those that are persecuted for the sake of righteousness. This is soft persecution, folks. I'm not trying to in any way say... That, that this is the like what's going on around the world with other Christians. But I will tell you this, that isn't it ironic that the very thing I was talking about that night, which is the growing Christian persecution around the world, 
is exactly what is happening uh, here to us and to anyone that is standing um, truthfully against Islam and the dangers of Islam. Uh, now, before I tell you what this man said, I want to give you sort of the evidence for why this is not a he said, he said situation. As I shared with you, Hassan Youssef was there with another Muslim, along with Natalie Ringsmith, along with her husband, that are part of Unite Cloud, this interfaith group that is in St. Cloud, that is very deeply embedded with the Muslim Brotherhood and care in Minnesota. Um, they've done, I mean, again, I have numerous screenshots of Hassan Youssef promoting care, being at a care event. Natalie Ringsmith, we know, is very closely working with Jelani Hussein, who's the director of Care Minnesota. I also had it from a good source that this guy, Hassan Youssef, routinely visits uh, the St. Cloud prison. Uh, he visits Somalis there and is not well-liked by the staff. He causes unrest and has caused problems there as well from a source that I have. But what I want to talk about is what is provable based on his statements. And that's what is defamation. That's what's libel you're going to see. Um, I want to remind you again, they're making these accusations. They had four, five, six people. I don't know how many were there from their side. Remember I said to you last program that I had at least a dozen people from our side outside in the foyer when the confrontation happened after the event. And again, we believe it was a planned confrontation. My son was there with me as well, my 10-year-old son. We have three minute plus a video of that confrontation where Hassan Youssef was never kicked out of the building. He was never threatened. Um, there was no red face rant at Natalie Ringsmith. I was, I was righteously indignant, but in control. But what they may not know in these blatant accusations is that we had somebody there from our side who was recording the entire presentation. The entire presentation was recorded, given maybe a few seconds here or there where he said in the middle he had to change SD cards. We are going to be making that entire presentation available online. We'll put it up on YouTube, unedited, so nobody can accuse me of picking and choosing. The entire presentation, everything I said is there. Plus, I took the screenshot of what Hassan Youssef posted on Facebook at 2.34 p.m. Saturday, December 1st, which is the day after the presentation. And I sent it to a, a bunch of folks who were at the event. And I said, here's what this man is accusing me of. Would you be willing to sign a statement? Write a statement and sign it with your name, refuting if you, if you agree that this is a lie. And I have... Some of those statements have already come in. I have them in hand, and we have more coming. And we're going to have dozens of people who are going to write statements, affidavits, saying that what this man accused me of is a flat-out lie. And I'm telling you, if it's, if it's negligent, according to Minnesota statute, or malicious, it is libel and defamation. And we're going to call on everybody who hears these recordings to share them. Folks, it's up to you. I told people when I was in Minnesota last time, this may be my last trip with the likes of Keith Ellison being elected as your attorney general. They can make life miserable for us. 
If God calls us to come back, we will come back. But if folks in Minnesota don't stand up and fight these things, then so be it. There's not much we can do. But I'm telling you that based on what you're going to see their accusations, it would not be far-fetched the next time I'm in Minnesota for the Attorney General, Mr. Ellison, to issue an arrest warrant for my arrest for hate crimes. You think you think that's far-fetched? Listen to what they're saying. Let me read this, and we'll go through it. Last night, this man posted on Facebook, last night I went to listen to a Christian pastor named Sharam Hadian who was delivering a lecture called War on Christians Hated for the Cause of Christ. The reason for my attendance was to reason with him and to help him realize that hate, violence, and the spread of propaganda will not produce the result he was hoping to achieve. So already, folks, let me stop there. You see that he's accusing me of not only hate, which is his opinion, but also violence. So he is accusing me of inciting violence. Okay, it gets worse. He goes on to say, he began his lecture by falsely claiming that Christians are systematically being persecuted by Muslims around the world. Wow, false? How about the fact that I presented evidence from Open Doors USA? Again, top 50 countries persecuting and killing Christians. 38 are Muslim countries. Top 15 persecuting and killing Christians. 14 are Muslim countries. Open Doors USA. The religion of peace.com systematically showing that the greatest persecution of Christians is coming from Muslims and Islamists. I showed from Center for Study of Global Christianity, 90,000 Christians martyred, mostly at the hands of Islamists. I showed from article after article, the atrocities in Nigeria. Again, I, I shared with you last time from Gaystone Institute. The examples of, of, of Christians being killed at the hands of Islamists in multiple Muslim-majority populated countries. So what is this man talking about, if not lying? I gave plenty of evidence, including texts from Islam, of why persecution happens, folks. Because I went through the legal definition of jihad, which, which is legally derived from the Quran and the Sunnah of Muhammad described in the Sharia law manual. And here's how it's described. Jihad is warring against non-Muslims and is etymologically derived from the word mujahada for the mujahideen, signifying warfare to establish the religion. That means Islam. Warfare against unbelievers. Who are the number one category of unbelievers? Christians. Why? Because Christians are the worst of sinners, according to Islam. Because Christians are shirk. They're polytheists. They believe we worship three gods. So I showed from Islamic text why there is a growing persecution of Christians. Let me keep moving on. He then goes on to say uh, that I falsely said that countries that were until recently Christian majority, like Somalia, Libya, Nigeria, Niger, Sudan, are now Muslim majority solely because of unreported genocide against Christians in these countries. Well, again, Mr. Hassan is wrong. I did not say countries like Somalia, Libya, or Niger. I did, however, say Nigeria and Sudan, because factually, Nigeria and Sudan were, until recently, Christian majority populated countries. 
But with the rise of Islam and with the forcible advancement of Islam, Sudan and Nigeria and Ethiopia, I mentioned as well, are now Muslim-majority populated. Islam is the fastest-growing religion on the planet, not by choice, but by forced conversion. So, that is fact. I never said, he goes on to say, wow, I didn't know that Somalia was a majority Christian country. Well, Mr. Hassan, I didn't say Somalia was a majority Christian country. And oh, by the way, I have the video to back it up. Remember, we have the video of the entire presentation. He goes on to say, even though his proclamations were patently false and inaccurate, his bold propaganda was so full of hate and well-planned lies that mesmerized his audience who were more than willing to go along. Now watch this, folks. Listen, please. Who were more than willing to go along with his call for direct violence against Muslims and what they represent. Do you see what he's accusing me of? And remember, not only did Hassan Youssef put this on his Facebook page, Natalie Ringsmith and UniCloud put that on this on their Facebook page. So they're perpetrating the same lie, the same defamation. Now, let me take a step back. If this was true, that would mean that I had to, during the presentation, say, I call on you people to rise up and go attack Muslims. Now, do you think that Pastor um, Dennis Campbell of Granite City Baptist would have stood there and let that go? Had I called for direct violence against Muslims, he would have stood up and rebuked me. You know why? Because that's what I would have done. If someone comes into my church and calls for violence against Muslims or Jews or Christians or anybody, I would have rebuked them. I would have kicked them out. You think people in that audience would have given me a standing ovation if I had called for direct violence? And by the way, if I had called for direct violence against Muslims, that would be a religiously motivated hate crime according to federal statute, according to state statute. I should go to prison. But here's the thing. Not only did I not call for direct violence for Muslims, in fact, I said the opposite. I went out of my way in the presentation to say that we should love Muslims even though they are our spiritual enemies. Because Islam is an enemy of the cross because it denies that the crucifixion even happened. But we should love Muslims. We should pray for them. We should share our testimony with them. And we should see them, want to see them come to Christ. And I said very directly, nobody should hate hate Muslims or seek to harm them. I said the opposite. And oh, by the way, folks, and if Natalie wants to listen to this, we have written statements from those who were there attesting that that's what happened. So here's this man that is lying, saying, I call for violence. This is libel, folks. Libel. Remember the three conditions. He's got to do it publicly. He's got to do it so that the statement was communicated to someone other than me. Well, again, he put it on Facebook. It's live. Number two, the statement has to be false. It's patently false, and we have it on video that it's false. Or, or I, I, you know, we have it on video of, of that I said the opposite of what, it, what he's claiming. And number three... It has to tend to harm the plaintiff's reputation and to lower him in the estimation of the community. Well, folks, what do you think will happen if someone accuses of a hate crime? Do you think that that ruins your reputation? Yeah, I think so. So I think I have a pretty good legal case for defamation against these individuals if we can find a lawyer to take it. So please pray that I could find legal counsel to take this case on if these people will not recant their statements, and issue an apology, 
then we need to be able to make them accountable. All right, let's keep moving on. This man goes on to say he infused his statements with lies that escaped the radar of his audience, even though they could have uh, used simple Googling to debug his false claims against Muslims and Islam. Um, How about the fact that I quoted the Quran, I quoted the Sunnah, I quoted the Sharia law manual, I quoted numerous articles, I quoted numerous websites. Um, I don't know how much more factually I can cite things. And yet, remember, in my confrontation with him, when I asked him to show me where in the Quran he says that, that, that Muslims should give Christians a hug if Christians don't convert to Islam, he wouldn't show me. He just said, I want to debate you. I want to debate you. And he wouldn't show me. You know why? Because it's not in the Quran. I've read it. It's not in the Quran anywhere. It's not in the Sunnah of Muhammad that they should give Christians hugs. And 1,400 years of Islam has not demonstrated that they hug Christians. Okay, now, he goes on to say, one of his confusing lies was the inaccurate linkage between the recent Philadelphia massacre and Islam. Again, he's lying here, folks. Here's what I said during the presentation. There's a section covering the rise of anti-Semitism. I showed from evidence, uh, research done by the Anti-Defamation League, which is a very liberal Jewish source. I don't politically agree with them at all. They're the ones who said there's been a 56% increase in anti-Semitism. And they're the ones who said the greatest anti-Semitism in the world is coming from the Middle East, from Muslims. Now, I did not say that Philadelphia was tied to Islam. I said Philadelphia was tied to a uh, a self-proclaimed white supremacist or neo-Nazi. However, there is plenty of evidence that there is a rise of anti-Semitism on college campuses and around the world, again, tied to the Muslim Student Associations, the Muslim Brotherhood, and to Muslims in general, as I said, in the Middle East. And, oh, by the way, here's another headline for you. A U.S. man arrested for plotting synagogue attacks in Toledo, Ohio. The FBI say Damon Joseph planned to carry out mass shootings during a Shabbat service on behalf of the, wait for it, the Islamic State, ISIS. This man, who's a white dude, who converted to Islam, I'm looking at his picture here. He's got a really poor jihadi beard that he's growing. 21-year-old, plotted to attack two synagogues with with AR-15s to support the Islamic State terror group. Huh. So here's a Muslim that wanted to attack a synagogue. Wow. But apparently I don't present any evidence, Mr. Hassan. No, I think you are the one who has no evidence. He goes on to say he called interfaith dialogue Chris Lom. No, I didn't. I said interfaith dialogue leads to Chris Lom because the tenets of interfaith dialogue are common word, common God. If you believe in common word and common God, eventually you're going to believe in Chris Lom, which is the blending of the two. Get my DVD on Trojan Horse of Interfaith Dialogue. Get my DVD on Chris Lom Exposed. You'll see plenty of evidence. Uh, he went on to say that the only logical dialogue between Muslims and Christians was dialogue geared towards Christianizing Muslims. No, that's not what I said. What I said was that, look, we can have Muslims as neighbors or friends. We can care about their lives. We can even pray for them. 
But our goal should be to see them come to Christ. Our goal should be to care for their eternity. And therefore, yes, by the way, we're not going to Christianize Muslims. I don't know what the heck that means. We need need to have Muslims become Christians. Leave Islam as an apostate, as I did, and many other former Muslims have, and become a follower of Christ. Isn't that the Great Commission? Isn't that what we're supposed to be doing as Christians? Is reaching out to Muslims with the gospel of Jesus Christ to have them get saved? Then he argued, he goes on to say he, uh, uh, that I, I, he's accusing me. Hassan says, he argued that a model, model Muslim must denounce the Quran, forgetting that freedom of religion is not for Christians only, but for all people. Again, Mr. Hassan, I said the opposite. I said a model Muslim cannot denounce the Quran or the teachings of Muhammad as you attempted to do. Therefore, that's why I said to your face, in the, in the confrontation we had after, that you're not a good Muslim if you denounce the things that you were denouncing. But I suspect that you were only denouncing those things in front of a non-Muslim audience because you thought that we were stupid. The fact is, is that I called your bluff. I called you out as a liar afterwards. You're embarrassed, so you go home and you write this garbage that is flat-out legal libel and defamation. Folks, help me get this out. Help me hold these people accountable. Share this with people in Minnesota. All right, moving on. He said, his agenda, hold on one second, I lost it. His agenda is clear. He was so direct in his hate, and for a moment, I was scared that some crazy or not so crazy person would take the cue from the violence advocating and act in a way that will be regrettable. Wow. Do you understand what he's saying for the third time? That I was inciting such violence that somebody was going to jump up out of the crowd and jump on him or attack him. Really, Mr. Hassan? Mr. Youssef? People sat there. People didn't bother you or touch you or... or, 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 or threaten you or anything because I said that we should love Muslims. I took the time to talk to you afterwards, even though you were planning a, uh, a, a confrontation for be, being able to play the victim card like you guys do so well. And what's worse is your interfaith buddies like Natalie who are so foolish to follow you down this road and work to uh, sabotage our nation. Remember I said in one of the earlier shows, folks, Care is Hamas. The fact that Hassan and these guys are working with Jelana Hussein in care, this means they are jihadists. And Natalie Ringsman at Unite Cloud, they're aiding and abetting and they're complicit in jihadists, not only wanting to overthrow our nation, but she is guilty of deceiving other Christians. And I'll deal with that on our next program. Really, Mr. Mr. Youssef, that, that I was violence advocating so much that someone was going to jump on you? And he goes on to say, the man is a moving tragedy with infectious disease. Well, what can I say to that other than I rebuke that in Jesus' name? That's a lie from the pit of hell. It's a lie from the father of lies. But this is what they do. By the way, doesn't that sound so tolerant of them? The love thy neighbor crowd. They're so tolerant, aren't they? Wow. At the end of his lecture... I asked, where is it here, if he would care for a debate in which he responded, talk to me after the event. First of all, I didn't know that he was the one who asked the question. It was a written question. 
And I told you already, folks, when he asked me for a debate, I told him if he answered my questions truthfully, I'll think about it. He lied to me over and over again. He refused to answer my questions. Therefore, I told him to his face, I will not waste my precious time debating you. You're a liar. Um, finally, he goes on to say, um, people need to understand that Mr. Hadian is not a scholar of Islam. Instead of speaking from an educated point of view, again, folks, I told you, I presented source documents over and over and over again. He had nothing. Nothing. He goes on to say, purposefully invented lies to bolster his desired outcome. He uses emotions to stoke fear. Though inaccurate, he intimidated, albeit in no uncertain terms, that Americans are forcefully converted to Islam. Another false claim intended to stoke unfounded fear among peaceful neighbors. His actions are intended to divide and spread violence. There's the fourth time he accuses me of violence. Among peaceful, loving neighbors, it is up to you, I and the rest, to either reject or validate his call for violence. There's the fifth time he accuses me of calling for violence, which is, would be a hate crime. He goes on to say, I'm a Muslim and will remain so forever. Inshallah. Too bad, Mr. Hassan. You need Christ. Love me or hate me for it. I won't kill or discriminate against any of my neighbors. So rest assured, because what Sharam Hadi is insinuating is false and unfounded. Thanks, Jeremy and Natalie, for standing with me when the temperature was raising. Thanks, Jeremy, for walking me to my car. As if, Mr. Hassan, somebody intimidated you. Again, remember, I have video of of the last three minutes of our confrontation where nobody came near you, nobody kicked you out. I told you we're done, and you left. That's it. So don't lie. Stop with these lies. And and worse, shame on Natalie Ringsmith that perpetrates this lie, claiming to be a Christian all along. What kind of a Christian is she that she would perpetrate these type of lies against another Christian brother? I'm going to address that on the next program. Folks, most importantly, I, got, I want to make this very clear. We don't have a lot of time left. This is dangerous. This is not a joke. Minnesota has Keith Ellison as their next attorney general. Jelani Hussein and Care is on the transition team of the incoming governor. You don't think that they're going to make life miserable for us? You don't think that they could bring up charges against us if we don't push back on these type of blatant accusations and defamation? I need your help. I need your support. I need your prayers. Folks, it's a small ministry. We're going up against huge entities like the SPLC or, or the Muslim Brotherhood. Pray that the Lord would bring a lawyer. Pray that they would back down. Pray that God will fight this battle for us. Support us. Get the DVD, Trojan Horse of Interfaith Dialogue. Warn your friends and neighbors and fellow Christians and family about the dangers of interfaith. Get the docu-movie Sabotage on our website. Six hours, three DVDs. The most compelling, complete expose on the Islamist, Marxist, and their quote, Useful idiots working to sabotage our nation, to overthrow and and undermine our nation from within. And folks, if you choose to support our ministry, make a donation so that we can fight this battle. And folks in Minnesota, if the Lord has it for me to come back, I need your support. I need your help. I need you to help fight this so that we can come back and keep pushing. Remember, God did an incredible thing in this week. Three people got saved, including a Somali Muslim. 900, close to 900 people got equipped. We push back on the lie of interfaith. 
God's moving. But unless the church rises up in Minnesota, it's over. God help us. God keep us strong. Thank you for being with us today on Truth and Love Radio. We'll see you next time on the program. Thank you for listening to Truth in Love Radio with Pastor Sharam Hadian. You can visit our website, order DVDs, subscribe to our podcast, or support the ministry at www.tilproject.com. Please join us next time for another installment of Truth in Love Radio.